Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And tonight, we're going to be going into Until Retribution Burns by Adelaide Forrest. This is book three in the Beauty and Lies series. (laughs) I should say something. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had enough wine yet. Okay. First, we're going to apologize for not uploading for a couple of weeks but our lives has have been a little cuckoo for multiple reasons and we're gonna have to address the main reason of the u.s being a dumpster fire when it comes to women's rights roe v wade got repealed and tori and i our brains imploded a little bit a lot a lot a whole lot yeah and we couldn't process anything for a little while. And then, I mean, it's, it's a horrible situation. There is absolutely no excuses. But again, that happened and we couldn't record because I think that it would have been a very angry episode if we had done that. Especially with this book, because Rafe's number one mission in life was to, against Issa's will, knock her up. Right? So... It, it would have been a bad look for everybody involved. I was not happy with Wraith for a, mm. for a while. There was a period of time there that I just, it just wasn't, it wasn't good to be him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm all about him. Usually he's, he's right up there on my top BBFs, but no, I just I had, couldn't. I had a really hard time focusing on reading. I had a really hard time focusing on reading. It took me three times longer to read this book than it usually takes me to read a book. It wasn't just that I had a hard time reading, but once I came, once I was able to sit down and focus on reading, I couldn't focus on anything dark. I needed, yeah, I needed paranormal. I needed something that was just so removed from reality yeah. that you couldn't see one for the other. Same. I could read dark but it couldn't be contemporary. I needed it to be either sci-fi or paranormal. It couldn't be your regular contemporary mafia book because that was way too close to home and I couldn't I couldn't focus. We both read Twisted by Dee Dee Prince. Yes. The second book in the wild, the sh- I, I think it's the, I don't know, it's the- sh- Savage Alpha Shifters. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it. Tori will link it in the in the show notes. That one grabbed me by the throat and wouldn't let go. It was amazing. I knew it was going to be amazing because I love Judy's books in general. And I let I read Wild when it first came out, and I have been waiting for Twisted for such a such a long time. And it came out I think the day before my birthday, and I kept it for my birthday because I wanted something special for my birthday. 
and it was incredible. It's an Omega verse, kind of, right? Kind of, yeah. There, there's not really any Omega to it. It's all alpha. Yeah, it's all, all alpha. very super alpha. Mm, yes. Hyper alpha. Super alpha. They do have the nodding. I don't know. There's really no nesting per se, but there's nodding and there's shifting and there's alpha goodness. So if you're into Omegaverse, I think this will scratch your itch. It was excellent. I I sat down and started it and I took like a two hour break to hang out with my sister and my niece. And then I went back to the book and I think I finished this 750 page book in a day. Yeah, it was so nothing long. in my house got done. Yeah, yeah. I have two children and I was a very, very horrible mother because it, it took me a little longer than you because unfortunately for me, I do have to feed the baby and stuff. So it took me, I think, three days, but I stayed up way too late reading these this book. And okay, first of all, the Guys, this podcast is not supposed to be about Twisted, but we knew this was going to happen because both of us read Twisted and we could not stop talking about it. It's so good. If you haven't read it yet, go read it. Go read Wild first because it. I don't think you have to read Wild first. I think you could definitely jump into Twisted, but it helps. And, Twi- and Wild was so good. So it's not like you're not doing yourself a hardship by starting with Wild. I put off Wild. I didn't read it for a long time. And I don't really know why, but in the lead up to us recording, Nat's like, we, you need to read this book so we can talk about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, fine. And then I devoured it. Yeah, it's so good. It was, it was just fantastic. And so when I started seeing a couple of, of blips on Facebook that Twisted was coming out, but I hadn't seen a release date. So it kind of snuck up on me. Mm. And when it came out, it was the first thing I did was I screenshotted and post, sent it to Nat going, oh my God, look. She's yeah. Like, yeah, I know I've already downloaded it. Yeah, it was already on my Kindle ready to go. I just, I was waiting for an opportunity to read it. So anyway, that's going to be enough for that. We probably will do an episode on Dee Dee's books at some point because she's incredible. And if you haven't read any of her books yet, just get ready to fall down the Dee Dee Prince rabbit hole because she's got incredible. Have you read her mafia books, Tori? No, but they're on my <gasps> list. It's on my list. Mm, mm, Nat, shut up. Nat, shut up. Okay. So uh, we're going to end this recording right now and you can go read those books. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good. Okay. Her... <laughs> What can I say about without it's ruining the Dominator it? series, right? The Dominator series. Yes. It's okay. I mean, I think you can read it now. I think, I think the Roby Wade stuff is a little bit less fresh on our mind. And uh, cause it is contemporary and it's very uh, older mafia man, more or less. He doesn't kidnap her because she is sold to him by her father and and then he's obsessed with her and she's much younger. I think it's, I think it's literally her graduation day, very similar to what happens here. And there's trackers involved, which, you know, I love me some trackers. And then my favorite is um, actually the brothers series. I can't hang on. I got to remember which book that is. It's, it's the dominator series, but it's like the brothers series. 
uh, books book. Uh, hang on, stay tuned. Nat's trying to do some research because I wasn't ready. We still have not spoken a word about this book that we're supposed to be talking about. Sorry about that. I'll just That's, silence my phone. And say, what you doing over there, girl? Having fun? Yeah, my ringtone is the Dalek Exterminate from Doctor Who. Ah. And it drives Mr. Klein crazy. So I kept it. <laughs> I like it. I downloaded it as a joke. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. <laughs> For those of you who, who don't know, if I haven't talked about it previously, Doctor Who is my go-to. And so my ringtone is Doctor Who. Mm. And it's the it's the Doctor Who theme song. And I saw that and I downloaded it just as a joke, but it's obnoxious and it's loud. And and Mr. Klein hates it. So it's just stuck with me. That's it. I'm just an or horrible person. No, you're just uh, the perfect partner. So the book I was talking about is called Truth or Dare. It's the book two in the Dominator series. That one's my favorite. It's got a weird sex slave club involved in Thailand. And it's it's a whole thing. You guys got to read it. I can't. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's amazing. And I highly recommend all of Dee Dee's books. I've read literally everything she's ever written. So I haven't. I've read the the Shifter series, and then I've read the her motorcycle series, her MC series. Mm, yes, good um, stuff. Which was good. I enjoyed that, but I hadn't branched out. So she's back on my radar. Yeah, you got to read the Dominator series. That's your next task. My homework for the week. Yes. Anyway, so what did you think about Until Retribution Burns? I loved it. Of course I loved it. God, it was good. This was my second time reading it. I've read it before and then I reread it for our podcast and then we haven't recorded in quite a while. So I read it I reread it like a a week ago at this point. So, it's a little bit dusty in my brain. But I liked it. I mean, what can I say? Rafe is bananas. We find out a little bit more about the twists and turns of Issa and him and his father being involved with Issa. We found out that his father pushed her into that river, her and her sister, on on the day of the anniversary. And then we find out that he was supposed to marry her off or sell her to to the Russian mafia people. Yeah, Pavel. Yeah. It was Pavel's son. Pavel's son. What was his name? Was it Dimitri? I think it was Dimitri. Dima. I think it was Dima. Dima. Yeah, Dima. Dima's Dimitri. is the short version of Dimitri. But yeah, so we found that out. And we found out that there's this dude that, I don't remember, like knew something about it, but he wouldn't tell them. And he just thought it was really funny. And first of all, we find this out and then she runs from him, right? She stumbles and rolls her ankle. And I'm like, of course she rolls her freaking ankle. Come on, girl. Well, we have established previously that she is not the most athletic of creatures. Look, neither am I. Neither am I. I understand. And I guess when you're really upset about something, you're not the most coordinated. <laughs> but I mean... He chases her down. We know how I feel about chasing. We have gone down this hole before. He threatens Joaquin. 
Mm, yes. Oh, Joaquin God. picks her up and yeah. he pulls his gun and says, give, give her to me. Yeah. And for a second there, Joaquin doesn't like he re- really stands up to him because he doesn't want him to hurt her. I was impressed. Joaquin really cares. I was too. I was like points for Joaquin. Where are we, when are we getting Joaquin's book, Adelaide? Cause you know, we're getting Joaquin's book at some point, right? We have to. I don't know. He may be too nice. No, I'm sure he works for a freaking crime Lord. This is like the classic crime Lord gets a book. Then number one man's like the number one guy that the, works for him gets a book. That's yeah, just, but that's Alejandro, and I don't care about him. Oh, uh, I get well, whatever. I want Joaquin's book. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so then he brings her to the yacht and she's not having it. He's like threatening her, and I think he's like go I don't remember if he goes down on her, but he does sexy things to her, and she's just not responding to him. Yeah, she just completely disassociates. Yeah. She's she goes, not having it. Mm-mm. She's like, you can do whatever you want. I'm just not going to. Yeah. And she's still feeling it, right? Because she says something like, I clenched my jaw as he dragged the flat. Oh, he gets a knife, right? He gets the, the knife. That's right. This is where the knife comes in. The knife, yes. And he's like kind of cutting her and she can feel the blood. And then he says, come out and play with me, Mirena. And that's that's a new situation because, yeah, so he, like, plays with the knife. If you guys like knife play, a lot, of, a lot of that stuff in here. And he carves his name into her mm-hmm. pretty brutally. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's fucked, right? He's a, he's a fucked up guy. He says something to the effect of, you know, it's it's unlucky for you that my name is so long. Yeah. Because he's got Isa on his chest and he, he redoes that so hard that it scars. But I think that his, hers is like on her shoulder or neck area. Yeah. It's like a um, clavicle, I think, somewhere around her clavicle. So, you know, she can't really hide it. No. I mean, as if the tattoo and the brand wasn't enough. Yeah. And then he says, like, you'll never be free of me, which, of course, thank you. I like it. But she's still like, she's like, he can have my body, but he can't have my mind. Right. It's been I've been so content to give him my body and hide my fortress of my mind that I let myself forget that my husband was a monster and that he would stop at nothing to consume all of me. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I want to be consumed. <laughs> <laughs> but she tells him that she hates him and that he's just another cage because he's making comparisons about like her family and stuff. And he swears to her that he didn't know that her his father threw him in the river and she doesn't believe him because... Would you believe him? Honestly, like, no, you'd think that this was all planned out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, those damn fireworks. I found my poor cat in the cage, all but hysterical on Monday night. She was hiding in the litter box because it was the only thing that she could get 
she could back up to and have something at her back. Oh, poor baby. So we had to put a blanket over the cage and I, I sat with her and I, I ended up Googling, how do I drug my cat? <laughs> so that I could find out how much Benadryl I could give her to calm her down, oh. to keep her from hurting herself even worse. And they're back out with it tonight. Well, it is 4th of July-ish around these parts of the country. And I too have been having trouble because I don't have a cat, but I do have a toddler and a baby. And I put the baby to sleep on the 4th of July and she was freaking out. And then my neighbor decided to be all patriotic and set fireworks off and the baby woke up and she was wide awake. She had to have a 20 minute cat nap and she was ready to go. And it was a midnight. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, I understand it. Right. And I didn't complain or anything. And Mr. Savage was like, look, it's the 4th of July. Like, what do you want? What I want is for people to not be a holes. Okay. These were not town fireworks. These were down the street. People jerk fireworks. What I wanted was fireworks to not be going off at 1230 a.m. That was what I wanted. Exactly. But we don't always get what we want. No. Yeah, it was midnight. It wasn't 9 p.m. It was midnight and my baby was awake and that meant I was awake and I was tired. Are we ever going to talk about this book? Does it matter anymore? Does it matter anymore? Honestly, (laughs) I don't I don't know if anybody even cares anymore. Guys, do you care? Oh, I mean, what's there really to say about this book? It's amazing. You want a psychotic man, male character. Uh, what? Okay, the, the growth character for Issa was amazing because when they went, we don't have to talk about it scene by scene because nobody likes it when we do that, including us. But when they went back to Chicago. That was one of my favorite scenes in the book. Was where she stood up to her mom. Yeah. Amazing. The growth, like the arc of Issa's character was incredible because she was such a pushover in the beginning with her family. Not necessarily with Rafe, but with her family, she was always a pushover. Even in this book at the start, she's a pushover for her family. I mean, the character arc kind of explodes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because she's she's this relatively strong character with Rafe and they go back to Chicago and she reverts back to the old Issa from book one and it's all shades of awkward I mean from Rafe's initial meeting her family to Odina coming on to Rafe when they go over for dinner yeah it was just it was just all bad and for a while, you think that she's just going to take it. And then when Odina says that Rafe attacked her, mm-hmm. it was on. Yeah. That shit was unacceptable because her parents believed her twin over her. And she's like, you know, you can see yourself out and don't come back unless you're without her. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm going to make this comparison again to twist me because her father was 
not i mean her whole family was like you kidnapped our, our daughter like how dare you and he was completely unapologetic about it completely and they came with a whole honorage and there was suvs involved black suvs which was amazing but yeah when when isa saw when she walked in and odina had kissed rafe in front of her she was really upset about it but then when she accused him of rape that's when she snapped out of it and she was like oh you almost had me you almost had me but you're wrong yeah and then she stood up with her to her family but then they brought isa back i mean not isa they brought odina back she she came back and at some point knocked on the door like she was drunk she was drunk yeah and like asking to come in and i'm like girl has a death wish yes i i was like i don't think i would have been there is enough wine to get me that drunk no i would have showed up at her house yeah but that action scene oh oh my god y'all know how i am with action yes i was thinking about you during that because adina shows up drunk and they're trying to deal with that when a car bomb goes off and then there are people shooting and there's explosions and it was just it was awesome and a safe room and a whole thing yeah but i don't know i mean she does get pregnant in this book which mm, (laughs) what a time to read about pregnancy i know right what a time to read about unwanted pregnancy. <laughs> I think that Rafe would actually be pro-choice for most people except for Isa. <laughs> and Isa is no choice at all poor, for anything. Yeah. Isa is poor. Gosh. Oh, my God. I feel like this recording session is not going very well. <laughs> What are we reading after this? Are we, are we going on to the next book? We're going on to the next book. The final book in the series. Last one, right? Until forever ends. No, until death do us part. Until death do us part. That's it. I feel bad. Adelaide, if you're listening, I am horribly sorry. But the timing in this was just very unfortunate. Look, may- maybe we should just scrap and just try again for the next book and no no we're gonna regroup we're gonna do this (laughs) adelaide deserves something better than this okay it was funny as fuck because they were making jokes the whole time like her and isa him and isa were going back and forth and he says something to her at one point where it's like she, she says something like, oh, like you did such and such to me. And he says, but did you die? It says, oh, is it the fucking heat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I will never do the right thing where you're concerned, right? And she says, and even if you try to revert back to the girl who your sister, who to take you to the sister, yeah. I need, I need to go back to page 192. Hang on. I got to read this because it's funny as fuck. Well, what I like while you're looking that up was I enjoyed when she got to meet Mateo and Ivory from the Blandy crime series. Oh, that's right. 
And, you know, because Rafe and Mateo had worked this out and put rules on what Rafe could and couldn't do, that Rafe had to take care of her if he was going to take her and, and all of that. And Mateo sees the brand and the tattoo on her arm and flips his lid. And Rafe was like, hey, wait, you know, that was part of our wedding. Some people exchanged rings. We did brands. And he's just like, no, what? I didn't have anything to do with this. I had no part in it. Yeah. She's like, but you, and then she turns on Mateo and she's like, you, you have no right to judge me. Yeah. Well, that was when they, Rafe and uh, Mateo went to the basement to try and figure out what happened with Issa and who threw her into the river and why. It turns out that Rafe's father and Mateo's father were in cahoots. And Rafe's father was more or less just kidnapping a bunch of people with heterochromia, a bunch of kids with heterochromia, and either selling them into sex slavery or settling them off for marriage purposes. Right? Yeah. Oh, I, it seems to kind of be one and the same thing, really. Yeah. But, but we find out that when Pavel's son, Diva, Dima, Diva seems appropriate though, um, Dima was like 13 or something. They made the arrangements for him because he wanted Isa. He was with Rafe's dad when he threw her into the river. And I think they happened to just wander upon them. I don't, at that, I think at that point they weren't really following them. I think they just like stumbled upon them, right? Well, Rafe's dad was checking in on Issa's mom. Right. Oh, that's right. Her mom was dating Rafe's uncle when she went on her European trip. And she spent like a year in Spain as his mistress. Yes. I completely forgot about that. And he snuck her out of the country Mm -hmm. and back to the States when he decided that he was going to stay faithful to his wife. So... Rafe's dad was interested in Isa's mom and was Andreas I believe knew that that was just a bad idea so he snuck her out put her on a plane and Rafe's dad would periodically show up in Chicago checking to make sure that she hadn't talked right okay I found the scene I'm talking about and you my friend and I I think are on the same page Because do you remember the ski mask sex? Oh my God, yes. That's what I was talking about. So remember, guys, Issa asked Rafe to teach her to defend herself. So Rafe decides, you know, now would be a great time to do this. let's Let's see what she's learned with Joaquin. So dude puts on a ski mask and quote unquote, breaks into his own house, right? Dismisses all the guards. In a, he's in a ski mask. Well, you know, like I said, breaks into the bedroom where Issa's hanging out and assaults her. And she has no idea that it's him until he starts speaking. And at that point, she is so mad because she's she's trying to fight him, but she's real horrible at it because she's much smaller than him. And, well, and she froze. 
that was the yeah. whole purpose because yeah. his dad believed in desensitization. So if you scare her enough, she'll eventually stop being afraid of it because that makes all kinds of sense. It, 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 it does not make sense. Okay. Because if you want to really train her, you should train her. You, you shouldn't just assault her out of nowhere and jump her without her being prepared she's had like maybe two no one lesson with with joaquin in the forest at that point right which was traumatic afterwards yeah so she hasn't learned anything how many times does it take somebody to to learn something at least a few times of like trying i'm gonna make this i know we're gonna keep making this comparison to twisting but at least julian taught nora you know they had scheduled sessions of training yes they usually ended up in sex and we loved every minute of it but at least he like repetitively taught her this poor girl had one lesson with Joaquin in the forest and then Rafe decides oh I'm gonna see what she can do I'm gonna jump her in a ski mask so anyway he like there's a lot of non-con in this scene because she thinks it's not she doesn't know who it is at first and when she realizes that it's him, she gets really mad. But it's a really great sex scene. And I, I don't know what this says about me, but I had a lot of fun reading it. I did too. You're not alone. <laughs> but the whole point is like, and he like bites her on the stair. Like he mauls her on the stairs. There's a lot of primal in this too. Like, like blood and teeth and growling. And then she said, and then like, he makes a joke and he says, is it the heat? I ask murmuring words as I dip my face down to brush my nose over her cheek. Is it the fucking heat? She snapped, turning her head to glare at me. You just mauled me on the stairs after you hunted me in a ski mask. But did you die? He asked. <laughs> I mean, funny as fuck. And Adelaide, 10 out of 10. That scene was amazing. That was my favorite sex scene in the book. Yeah. I, again, don't know what it says about me. Apparently, I like chasing and ski masks. <laughs> but don't do that to me in real life, Mr. Savage, because we both know I have, I've been coughing this whole time. I have asthma. I'm not getting very far, okay? <laughs> well, don't die. You're not allowed. Thank you. I'm going to try not to. Honestly, though, anybody else having a hard time this pollen season? I am dying, okay, from this asthma. My nose has been running horrifically for days. It's been months, girl, for me. Months, okay? This horrific cough, which hopefully you can edit out, and the nose running, the postnatal drip, this asthma season has been brutal. And I'm on the maximum inhaler you could take, okay? I cannot take any more inhaler. It's horrible. Anyway, yeah, don't chase me. I can't breathe, so. (laughs) Uh, Just like Issa, I won't be much much fighting-wise. I'll I'll just flop over and die. (laughs) But yeah, we find out that when they find out that she's pregnant, that was a fun scene because Issa doesn't want to take the pregnancy test. <laughs> Do you blame her? I mean, no, but also like, 
girl, you're pregnant either way. You just don't know. Like it's, it's better to just know. It's not going to change the outcome. Yeah. Like it's not like if you don't take the pregnancy test, it's almost like back when you were in school and you got a report card and you didn't want to open it. <laughs> like the grades were going to be what the grades were whether or not you open it so you're gonna be knocked up with this child of his whether or not you acknowledge the fact that you're knocked up with this child of his but just like Nora she didn't want to tell her parents and that was like a whole thing and they poor I can't talk about pregnancy right now I can't either can we maybe we should just talk about what's going on in this country right so because this is, this is where I really had a hard time. It's page 199. Take the test, Mirena, because we both know you're not leaving this room until you do. He pulled me back into the center of the bathroom, positioning himself between me and the door. We already know the truth. The plus sign and the pregnancy test will only confirm it. And my note was too soon. Too soon. I highlighted the same thing. Yeah. And she says, I was pregnant and my child would be the son or daughter of El Diablo. We all know, I I mean, Trigger Warning Romance is a pro-choice podcast, okay? If you're pro-life and you don't want to respect our decision, don't listen. The end. Yes. I I think that you and I are on the same page, right? Absolutely. And I think most of our listeners are pro-choice because they are women, (laughs) And they know what's up. I am going to, I'm going to say something very personal here. I've never had an abortion. However, I had two very traumatic pregnancies. Both my pregnancies were very, very high risk. And I am literally not allowed to get pregnant again. My doctor, my OB said to me last pregnancy that, if I get pregnant again, the likelihood of me surviving that pregnancy is very low because my liver literally shuts off when I'm pregnant, guys. It is a very rare condition, but it's called cholestasis of pregnancy. About, I don't know the exact statistics, but I think like 0.3% of the population get it. It's not, there's not a lot of like one in a thousand pregnancies get it. And Like I said, what happens is in your third trimester, your liver stops working, your gallbladder makes too much bile, your liver can't process it all. The likelihood of your baby surviving past 36 weeks is very low. The stillbirth rate is very high. Uh, And they have to obviously monitor you through the whole third trimester very closely because the baby could die. You could die. It's, it's not good. Thankfully, both my babies are fine. They were both very, they were both premature because of the condition. And we had NICU's stays for both kids, which I would never recommend for anybody. Probably the worst time in my life is when my two babies were in the NICU. Uh, My older one was in the NICU for 10 days and my little one was in NICU for nine days. Doesn't sound like a lot, honestly, but it's forever yeah. as a parent. It was the longest time in my whole life. Tested the crap out of me and my husband because I love him, but he's not good at 
hospital stays. <laughs> and I pretty much had to do it alone. Again, I'm not bl- blaming him. I love him, but he just couldn't handle it because he couldn't handle looking at our little babies in those incubators. Anyway, my point being, if I get pregnant again, I will have to abort because I have two amazing, beautiful kids and I'm not putting my life in jeopardy for them to be motherless, right? And I'm a very lucky enough person to be living in a blue state. I will most likely not have to deal with hopefully uh, abortion being repealed. And I'm also very lucky because I'm married to an incredible, incredible human being who got a vasectomy the minute that like the babies were set, like my little one was good. About two months in, he went and got a vasectomy. We are good to go. However, there's many people in red states in this country that are probably in my same like predicament where a pregnancy will put their life in danger and they won't be able to do anything about it. And it's horrible. And there's a bunch of people in this stupid Supreme Court that are men and they have absolutely no knowledge of the human body, of the female body, and what an abortion actually is. Like the amount of people that they think are just going out there and killing babies willy-nilly is unreasonable. Even if you have to have an abortion for whatever reason, I know that it is like probably the most difficult decision to make. Nobody just makes that decision just for the hell of it. And I'm sure everybody already knows, but abortion is healthcare. There's people, a, a good friend of mine had unfortunately multiple miscarriages. Guess what? Those are technically abortions. Same friend had a ectopic pregnancy where her literal life was in danger and she had to get that ectopic pregnancy taken out because it was a baby stuck in a fallopian tube like that baby's not that baby's not doing anything right that baby's just gonna technically an abortion it's all healthcare, guys and again i know i'm probably just preaching to the choir but it just makes me so mad it just makes me so mad because all these pro-lifers are out here saying like you're just murdering babies well you're murdering mothers by not letting them have abortions so well not just that but it's there are so many other things that we could be focusing on that if you want to say you're pro-life that would actually be doing something you know let's take care of the kids that we already have let's take care of you know automatic child support Healthcare for mothers who can't afford it. Healthcare for babies when their parents can't afford it. You know, there's there's just so many, so many things in our system are broken, and that they think that this is going to fix it just drives me batty. Yeah. Anyway, that's our stance. Let's get back to the fun. I don't know if we can get back to the fun. Maybe this will just be a short episode. Yeah, I think it might have to be. I mean, we can just have fun talking, right? Like people like to hear us talk. Let me tell you about my palate cleanser for the day because please. you'll get a kick out of this. Oh, please tell me your palate cleanser. 
so on Saturday, I started Saturday evening, I started an ARC copy of Reese by Candace Wright. And you're not a big reverse hair fan, but she is amazing. Her underestimated novels is an MC romance, reverse harem, and it's probably my all-time favorite series. I have read it, I don't know how many times, but she's got a spinoff on that. And Reese comes out on maybe the 14th, I think. Ooh. So I was lucky enough to get an art copy. So I sat down to read and it was like nine or so. I thought, well, I'll, I'll stop and I'll take my shower and then I'll come back to it. So I knock on the door. We have Mr. Klein and I have a housemate and she's fabulous, but she was asleep and I woke her up to see if she needed to, to get in the bathroom before I took my shower. And I thought, oh, well, that's strange that she's in bed so early. And I didn't think anything about it. I apologized and went on. So I got back, I was curled back up in bed with my book and about 1030, I'm like, it's awfully light out. Why is it so bright? And I was like, that's just really weird. And I look at my Kindle and I pull up the time and it says that it was 10.30 a.m. And I was like, does my Kindle settings get changed? <laughs> so I'm searching through my Kindle, trying to figure out how to set this, get the settings right, because it couldn't possibly be 10.30 <laughs> But I can't figure that out. So I look at the phone and the phone says it's 11 or it's 10.30. Uh -huh. And I'm like huh, I don't understand. So I text Mr. Klein. I'm like, what time is it? And he's like, it's almost 11. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So I pull up the calendar and I realize that it's Sunday. <laughs> it is Sunday morning at 1035, not Saturday at 1035. <laughs> oh boy. But I was absolutely positive that the sun was wrong and I was right <laughs> when a book sucks you in it sucks you in man it was fabulous I might have to read it I I had a similar experience I mean I we're gonna go back to Twisted by Dee Dee Prince but I stayed up way too late reading that thing okay I usually eat one meal to two meals a day because I just don't have the time usually. I'm just running around like a crazy person. And by 9.30, 10 p.m., I'm out. I'm like asleep and I'm ready to go. Well, it is 2.30 in the morning and I am awake and reading and I'm starving, right? So I go down to the kitchen with my Kindle and I'm like, looking in the fridge. I'm like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? I see some leftover birthday cake. I take out that birthday cake. I'm like, well, I'm going to drink with this birthday cake. <laughs> well, I might as well, if I'm going all out, I'm all wild, guys. <laughs> I take out a bottle of wine. Take out my birthday cake. I don't even put it on a freaking plate. 
I plopped down with my birthday cake and my bottle of wine and my twisted book. And I'm reading and I'm eating and I'm reading and I'm drinking. Before I know it, Tori, I have eaten the whole birthday cake. (laughs) I ate the whole thing. I mean, like half of it because half of it was left. But I ate the whole half. And I drank about a half a bottle of wine. Okay, so now I'm drunk and full of cake and I'm a little bit horny because I just reading twisted. And I go upstairs and Mr. Savage is snoring away. And I almost thought like, should I wake him up? Like, should I wake him up and maybe, you know, take him for a test drive, if you will? But Mr. Savage is a really, really horrible morning person. So waking him up for any reason is a terrible idea. It's like literally like poking a bear. Like he's just so mean when he wakes up. So I just went to sleep. But like I said, by the time I went to sleep, it was like 4 a.m. And I had to wake up in the morning at 6.30 to uh, deal with children and go to work. Because I didn't take off of work I should have taken off of work but I didn't, I didn't take off of work so I was just like a zombie the whole day and then I came home after and I finished the book but that that was my day it was amazing sounds like a perfect birthday honestly it really was I had a great time my my parents and two of my bffs came over and we ordered some sushi and I drank some wine. And then I had literally, we had three birthday cakes because I brought a birthday cake because uh, my toddler wanted an ice cream cake. What, when you have them, you don't have kids, but when you have kids, your birthday is not yours. You, you get what the birthday baby wants, right? So my toddler wanted an ice cream cake. So I got an ice cream cake, but then my BFF knows I love strawberry shortcake. So she bought me a strawberry shortcake and a red velvet cake. Oh, so red velvet is my favorite. Those are like my top, my strawberry shortcake and red velvet are two of my favorites. So I had three birthday cakes going, sushi. It was amazing. I wine and just, I had a great time with my two best friends who came over and my mom and my dad and my brother. And Well, I'm glad you had such an awesome birthday. Thank you. I had a really great time. We haven't talked in a little while, but I've had like a great week. I've had, we, 4th of July happened. We went to the zoo with my kids. Anyway, sorry this episode was this way, but um, next episode will be better, I promise. And the next episode is going to be on Until Death Do Us Part, which will finish up Rafe and Issa's story. Mm-hmm. And we are looking forward to that. Yeah. Have you heard the book talk drama? No. Okay. Let me fill you in. If you haven't already, follow me on TikTok uh, at Trigger Warning Romance. And as you know, I do some thirst trap follows and I I retweet, uh, not retweet, I do it and whatever, some sexy men who do various things. And there's a very popular guy on BookTok, Thorin Bradley, who chops wood. That's his main thing. He chops wood and says some dirty things. And it's uh, a lot of fun to watch him. And I'll be the first one to admit it. But 
him and a bunch of other thirst trap dudes on TikTok got together with some indie authors and they were teasing for a while how they would blow book talk and they have this big thing come in they were going to announce on the 5th of July and so they they announced this thing and it was a audible ish kind of thing where it was like audiobooks that they were going to have certain narrators read books for a flat fee so it was kind of like Kindle Unlimited but with audiobooks mm -hmm. and then they found out that there was absolutely no business plan <laughs> and there was one specific author involved that was very controversial who like had some death threats issued to some people uh, I didn't know any of this, by the way. I just found this out maybe an hour before we started recording. Oh, my. Anyway, so they announced this whole thing on the 5th of July. Book Talk as a whole was very underwhelmed because <laughs> they were like, we thought this was like a big thing coming and you're just going to give us some audiobooks. We don't really, we can't see you. You're like, you guys are thirst trappers. What do we care about you talking to us about? You know, <laughs> can't see your abs. So baby, I'm coming. You just, you just gotta wait. Mama's almost done. So they literally put out a whole notice that it, the whole thing is dissolved and no longer a thing as of today. So the project that they like foreplayed us with and tickled us with, announced, flopped, and got retracted within 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> That's our episode, everybody. <laughs> Anybody need some birth control? Here you go. Listen up. She's so mad. She's she hungry. Is. Yeah. Well, you go take care of that. We will see you guys next week. Yes. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the shit show. We'll be better next week. Promise. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.